1: What would you like the power to
0: do? Mobile banking
1: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay... To Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. We are continuing our eight-week celebration of horror, with a discussion about the movie Amityville. We will be focusing primarily on the original. I will give my panelists an opportunity to discuss any of the other ones or remakes if they want to, but that is not something that we are necessarily going to dive deep into. I have a lot of opinions on things surrounding this movie and surrounding the supposed haunting of Amityville. So, um, you know, I think it'll be an interesting discussion. Um, so, but before I have my panelists introduce themselves and tell me something they're into right now, just a quick housekeeping note that we are on Patreon. So we are accepting supporters. Uh, we are going to be recording our Lucifer episode very soon. So it's going to be, so hopefully that'll be released in the next couple of weeks as a bonus episode. I will put up like a little, little teaser clip for everyone to listen to, but that will be a bonus episode that will only be available to people who are Patreon subscribers. So if you love Lucifer, and there are lots of you that do because that is our most popular episode. It just went flying back into our top five and took over the number one spot from American Horror Story. So that is the most popular episode we have done. That's our very first one. So if you are a fan of that, you do want to head over to our Patreon page link in the show notes, or you can go to any of our social media. And for as little as $3 a month, you can get those bonus episodes. Um, And as the levels go up, there are other great things. Once again, if you go to the gold pass, which is $15 a month, which I know seems like a lot. But honestly, I mean, it's just it's amazing. And you will get a lot of stuff for that, including an ask me anything session, which will be ask me anything with certain things, not allowed, probably. (laughs) So Just putting that out there. Okay, I'm going to have my panelists introduce themselves and tell me something they're into right now. And I just realized both of our panelists are S names. So this is very weird to say, Sasha,
1: you're the first one. I, it's so funny because I was just looking at the screen and I went, oh, I'm <laughs> me first. Too. What me too. happened? <laughs> so what are you into right now? <laughs> I have been listening to the podcast by Aaron Mankey, uh, Bridgewater. And I'm going to emphasize Aaron Mankey's Bridgewater because everybody else is going to promote it as Misha Collins's Bridgewater. But he's, I mean, he helped with it, Um, but it's done by uh, Aaron Mankey. And so it's, um, it's like a radio drama. Mm -hmm. It's all acting. I'm, it's only 10 episodes long. The last, the 10th episode just dropped Friday. I waited so that I could binge it all because I'm that person that I can't listen to a 20 minute story and have it end on a cliffhanger and then wait a whole week. So I, the Bridgewater is what I've been into this week.
2: Awesome. Yeah, that's been recommended before on this podcast, which is not a surprise since there are so many supernatural. I haven't listened to it and I don't I I don't know when I will, but I should probably add it to my list.
1: I recommend it and it's it's funny because I know it's Misha, and so everybody's like, oh my god, Misha, Misha, but like Will Wheaton is a voice, Nathan Mm -hmm. Fillion is a voice. Like all of our favorite people are in it, and it's Misha's not, it's not Castiel, it's not. You know, it's it's actually a lot of fun. I think you would enjoy it. And they're short episodes. They're like 20 minutes. I think one of them's 30. So they're pretty quick. Um, so yeah. I've just been listening to it while I've been working. Um, so
2: yeah, recommended.
1: Awesome, awesome.
2: And Susie?
0: Unfortunately, I do not have anything new of interest. <laughs> like I don't have anything to recommend. This is just more Shameless uh, promo for the podcast because that's, <laughs> that's all I've been listening to. Aww. As I craft and stuff for spooky season, I just have I just put out one of my. I've been listening to previous episodes of this Aww. podcast and having a good time.
2: Well, thank you. <laughs> that makes me feel good. So, thank you, Susie, for for being into this podcast. <laughs> That's my favorite thing that anyone has ever been into. No. <laughs> it's so good right oh man, man if, At home. if
1: you're not listening to this podcast you really need to get on it people I love
2: you both so much <laughs> thank you thank you that really makes makes my day okay this is Erin and okay amazingly enough I have something to say that I'm into right now and it doesn't have anything to do with with my current obsession I promise so <laughs> which if you don't know what my current obsession is, well, just head on over to my Twitter and you will you will know what my current obsession is. Not like I haven't mentioned it here before. But anyway, I have been wanting to watch Midnight Mass, which is Mike Flanagan's new show. And my sister watched it all and she kept raving about it and raving about it. And everybody I know raves about this. I know one person said, let's start a support group to deal with the after effects of watching this show. And I think Mike Flanagan is like the greatest horror or at least one of them creators out there right now. Honestly, go see, go watch his movie Oculus, which very few people unfortunately have seen. Go watch Hush, go watch Dr. Sleep. I mean, just numerous things. Gerald's game. He's just, he's incredible. So I started, I'm only one episode in, (laughs) but it's really good. I do feel like I should give a warning to people who can't handle anything bad happening to animals, so
1: bad stuff happens to animals. In this, <laughs> you know, they have a whole website for that.
2: I know. Does the dog die? Yes, yes. I'm sure this is in there for for a couple of things. So, yeah. So heads up, warning on that. Um, you know, that doesn't prevent me so um, from doing that, but I just wanted to just let everybody know, just in case. For any reason that makes you not want to watch it or anything like that okay so let's get into Amityville so we are going to start out just by I want to just go around and have everybody just tell me what your first impressions of the film were Sasha
1: so it's funny because I remember it being way scarier previously um and so I just rewatched it this last week Um, Just to kind of refresh my memory. Because I haven't seen the original in a really long time. And I remember the original being way scarier than it was. um, This time around. So it hit me different. It hit me way more campy. um, Than I think it was intended to. And. uh, I. I don't like it. Thank you. (laughs) I don't. I have multiple. I have multiple issues with this. And I think. What happened is uh, my teenage self was so wrapped up in the haunting, scary possession, terror of it, that it was like, oh my God, this is my, like, I love it. My now much, much, much older self and much more educated on certain aspects of life self goes, come on, like, what are you, really? So I, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Susie, do you like it?
0: Well, I'd seen the film like a long time before. Um, I actually watched like the remake with Ryan Reynolds before I ever yeah, watched the original. Yeah, I watched that just recently. And that's, yeah, and that's how I, because <laughs> you know how you go into a rabbit hole after you watch stuff like, oh, let's see, like is there like sequels or something attached to this and then i saw that there was the this like the original one and i watched it and i was like oh okay and well one of my favorite things about like horror movies and just movies in general is that they're very much this time capsule of the st- like the styles and the fashions of their time <laughs> so Personally, one of the more enjoyable aspects for me of this movie was seeing like the different, um, like the hair, (laughs) just so much hair and, and this is the styling of the clothes and things. Um, But I no other than that, I'm not a fan of this movie.
1: Susie, I just want to point out that you like the retro fashion because you are considerably younger than aaron and myself like yeah i lived through that fashion
0: <laughs> i have oh it's pictures. not even that like i like any i like the the retro fashion from the 2000s thousands, <laughs> ma'am. i lived through that you are the retro fa- you ever want to look at a like you want to know like a true like horror timeline look at the fashion from the 2010s <laughs> that was the time 2010. And
2: I'm now vintage. <laughs> it was the time. Well, you love the fashion you know, for, it, for like the 40s, 50s or whatever the first years are in the new listen. American Horror Story double feature thing. Well, yeah. Alien. Well, listen, here's the weird
0: thing. Like fashion from the 2000s to like the 2010s, to me, I consider it like old and vintage. <laughs> but it's weird because when I... No, 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 no. Let me, fi- let Man, me finish the train of thought. I'm going to pull into the station. I like the fashion from like. From like the 80s and back. Because. I feel more connected to it. Like. Like if you tell me. Oh yeah. that They were that in the 80s. I was like. Oh yeah. So 10 years ago. So it's easier. Like. For, like that is a more like comfortable timeline for me. Where I can see myself in it. Whereas like. 2000s 2010s i'm like oh
2: yeah that was like 60 years ago right I don't, <laughs> I don't identify with that i'm a very old soul okay now i now i get it now, now i don't feel that as bad
0: that's my reasoning and it, it 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 does make you somewhat of an odd outcast amongst the the young folk <laughs>
2: yeah but hey, i'm having yeah. fun i'm having a good time <laughs> she's wearing a pumpkin hat everybody so that's why she she's- that amazing fun (laughs) queen of funds so yeah I i think it's you know i honestly thought i was like okay i'm gonna be the only one on here that doesn't like this movie and i saw it when i was really young and it terrified me honestly when i first saw this movie it was so so scary um i do think there are still some elements that are scary in this movie i think james brolin is really good and he the deteriorate deterioration excuse me of George Lutz really well but my my issues with this movie stem more from how this movie and how this the you know everything after it and and I mean and everything before it and all the novels and everything exploited a tragedy so much for this total hoax i think and that's that's my biggest issue with this film. And I think that kind of taints the way I view it. I've seen some of the sequels. I have a feeling we're not even going to get into them. I I think the the Ryan Reynolds one is an interesting one to compare (laughs) these two to because it is like a direct remake, except it's a lot more brutal. And like it does a lot of those fast cuts with the camera and it's very updated and it's very, I think it came out at the time when torture porn was so big. So it's like kind of it's got this feel to it that's like that, even though it's not torture porn. And Ryan Reynolds is really good in it. I think he's really he he's he's a lot nastier than James Brolin was. I mean, James Brolin was nasty, but he's even nastier.
1: He was also shirtless, which is never sustainable.
2: That's, <laughs> that's true. That was that was a nice aspect. Of it too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, so I'm not a fan of it anymore when I rewatched it like a couple weeks ago to prepare for this, I was like, this movie sucks. (laughs) That's all I can say. This movie sucks. And it's like one of those that I, I think the movie we're going to be covering on the next episode holds up for me, at least this movie does not hold up because I don't know. It's like kind of cheap. It just feels cheap. And it, feels kind of slow, it just kind of meanders at points. I don't know, I mean, I, I just, I'm yeah, I'm not a fan. I do still think the house is scary to look at, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just not a fan. I'm glad we're, <laughs> we're all fans of this. I really did not think that was gonna happen. I'm like, everybody's gonna hate me, but apparently not. Okay, so like I said, my biggest issue with this film is and the whole story of Amityville is I think it's exploiting trauma for money so I want to know first off Sasha do you believe that this house is haunted and do you believe the stories the Lutzes came up with because they were real
1: people (laughs) yeah no I I'm a sucker for a good haunting and a good haunted story I really am and I like my spooky little heart wants to believe it, but I just, I don't see it. Um, I don't think that the house is haunted. Is the house absolutely terrifying? Yes. No house should ever look like that. And I'm wondering if that is, if it hits more because that movie scared me so much when I was younger, that that image is forever burned, but houses shouldn't have eyes like that. Like that house <laughs> has eyes. I don't care what anybody says. Like I've never seen another house that has eyes. Yeah. It's weird. Does it make you feel better to know that like the current mm-hmm. owners or have redesigned it so that it doesn't have eyes? Oh, it makes me feel better. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I do like that. That makes me feel much better. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the whole shape of it everything is just terrifying. So, I don't I don't necessarily believe that it's haunted. Yes, a great tragedy occurred there, and I totally agree that it's, you know, people were trying to profit from what had happened and that is not okay. Um but we know how people are. I mean there's a car accident on the highway and it slows down for 20 miles because everybody's rubbernecking, right? Mm-hmm. If it bleeds it leads Like that's how things go. So we're all invested in that. Um the one thing that I found interesting was I read something cuz I wanted to know a little bit more about it and I read that the Lutzes had done a polygraph about the house and so they're like well they passed a polygraph I just want to point out that polygraphs are only like 80% accurate yeah and if you believe in your heart of hearts that something is accurate then you're gonna pass Also people who have narcissistic personalities and some other like mm-hmm. things going on will pass a polygraph with no problem. So, you can't trust, oh, well, it must be haunted. They said it was, and they passed the lie detector. So, we're going to take them at their word. I, I wish that it were a haunted house, because it would be the perfect one. But I think it was all a big hoax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Susie, do you think?
0: No. Like, I, I feel very much the same. Like, like Sasha, I do love a good Spooky moment haunted house stuff. Yes, I'm there real and or otherwise like the, the uh, attraction ones. Oh, those are lots of fun. Go to your, go, go to one this Halloween. It's a good time. But I, yeah, I do think it's very, it's the whole, like ex- kind of exploding a tragedy for money. And also another issue that I have with the whole Amityville story is that they use like the time old trope of it was built on an indial burial yeah. ground. That's why there's so much tragedy and all the bad things. And it's, and it's just even like, even if it was, I, I don't think it was because I think I remember reading no, that it wasn't, wasn't, and it was just something they came up with. Yeah. um, But even if it was guys, that's just, that's just a, that's just a cemetery for for someone else like someone's grandma or mother was buried there they're just people who just want to have a place of remembrance undisturbed colonizers and to just just live their lives you know and it's it it's like that whole like it was built on indian burial ground that trope is just oh it's so annoying to me yeah
1: I was big in the horror of the seventies and the eighties, but I don't feel like it's so it big now. But I totally agree. Like that's yeah. just a that,
0: yeah. Like that's one of my biggest um, like hangups about like horror movies in the in the seventies and eighties is that they're most of them are really big on like the Indian burial ground trope, and it's and it's just guys, it's racist. Uh, I mean, it's really it it's is. racist. Yeah. But it's, if it's you're just like hum- shifting blame. Yeah. It is very much like shifting blame on like. Horrific mm-hmm. events onto
1: a minority group. It's, they don't need that. But if you, Blame the white people. They're the ones. If you yeah. sunk all your money into this house and things are going south, right, and you need an out of the house, you're going to go through every freaking story you can to find a good one that'll stick and that's believable. Yeah.
2: <laughs> No, it's true. That's what they, I mean, they were like in big financial trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. They were like, we need an out. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. use this. Yeah. And they, in, in case you didn't know, they also, um, you know, the, the attorney for, I, I want to just start if, if If you don't know what actually happened in this house before the Lutz has moved in, um, Ronald DeFeo, he killed his entire family um, he shot, you know, his he had was it two brothers and a sister. Or was it even more than? I mean, little kids. He shot his mom and dad. It
1: was four? Or, I think it was four siblings. Yes, yeah, so I think he, it was six people killed.
2: Yeah, and he shot all these people. He came up with later. He came up with stories like that. His sister was the one who was actually killing everybody, and they got into a fight, and he accidentally killed her, or he killed her in defense. I mean, he said all these different things. Um, to try and get away with this, so he was it was a horrific, horrific murder that took place there. And the attorney for him, for DeFeo, has said that over a bottle of wine at one time, he sat down with the Letzes and they concocted this whole story. And then the Letzes went behind his back, kind of thing, or went and like reneged on some of the agreements so that the Lutz's could make more money than he was going to make <laughs> of this story. So it became this whole thing of using this tragedy to number one for the Lutz's they were struggling big time financially. They were not able to make these payments. They were not, ab- all this stuff was happening for them. So they were like, Oh, this is a good way to get out of this. This is what I think. <laughs> Cause I think all of this is bullshit, frankly. Um, and so they helped concoct this story. And, you know, the other reason I think this is BS is because the town of Amityville hates this story so flipping much because it, it has destroyed their town in some ways. I mean, they get so many tourists just wanting to look at this house. When they were making this movie, they were not allowed to film this movie there. They were not allowed to use the exterior of the house. That is not the house that they're filming. That was actually filmed in um, Tom's River, New Jersey, because they were not allowed to be in Amityville. Uh, There have been people that have lived there for years and have never had a single thing happen to them. So it's it's just kind of disgusting because this whole thing has made so much money. And to me, it's just sad because I think it's a way to excuse the fact that somebody did something really horrific And to blame it on something else. And I believe in the paranormal. I believe in this stuff. I've had my own stuff happen. So it's not like I don't believe in this stuff. It's just I think this was a big fraud. And I want to say we did a poll. And it was tied for a while between believe, don't believe, and not sure. Well, then believe did end up winning the poll. I was kind of surprised. And I don't know if that's just people want to believe it or actually do believe it. I think that there is kind of a part of that where people want to believe this is real. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's all a bunch of BS. And I think this whole story also plays into, even though it's su- it's paranormal and supernatural elements, I think it plays into our obsession with true crime. I know at least Sasha and I are both. I don't know if Susie's into true crime stuff as much, but I know I am. Susie is. She's faint. She's like, oh, yeah, you were on a true crime episode. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> and Susie <laughs> she just, just died.
2: Left. <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she helped come up with some amazing things during that. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> the real true crime is this <laughs> one. <laughs> is the legit true crime.
2: I am so sorry. Oh. That, was, that was awful. Please forgive me, Susie. But I know oh. uh, I know, both of my panelists are really into true crime. I know, like I've said before, serial killers fascinate me. Um, and I like true crime shows. Our true crime podcast episode, I want to say, has like jumped up in <laughs> listenership lately. So I know there are a lot of true crime fans out there. Uh, but I think this plays into that in some ways, even though it's paranormal. It's also about a true crime like demons supposedly making someone do something so um I guess my question is and people traveling there to see that do you think this is in the same kind of realm you've already kind of said this Sasha but do you think it's in the same kind of realm
1: as people that are the true crime buffs kind of thing um I think so I think it's a mix so I think there's an element of true crime and then I think there's an element of spooky wacky like Uh, the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah. Right? There's certain things. um, The house from The Conjuring, which I know we'll talk about on another episode, but, like, any spots that have something there, people are going to flock to. This one has the added attraction of the Grizzly murder that actually did occur there. So it's kind of like a twofer deal. That sounds horrible, and I know how bad that sounds, but it's, you know, you get your ghost fix and you get a horrific homicide fix. So true crime and ghosts, like you're crossing paths there. And I think a bunch of people, you know, have interest in both things. So it would be a big draw um, Mm -hmm. to go see that that location, the town, and um, I do feel bad for the town because it's like, that's not what you want to be famous for. Of all the things, like, famous for, like, this cute little cherry pie shop or, you know, they have the best apple cider in the world, something other than a series of horrible, horrible movies. (laughs) Series of horrible, horrible
2: movies. Yeah, I mean, there's one about, like, a clock that's, like, possessed, I think, or
1: something, and then a mirror. That, I mean, all this weird stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think I probably, as a teenager, because I watch pretty much any horror movie, even the bad ones, like, yeah. bad B-rated yeah. are really my, really, it's my weak spot is bad B-rated horror movies. Like, I'm talking Piranha 3D kind of bad. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm sure that I watched some of those sequels. I have zero recollection of them. The only one, like like I said, I had to rewatch the original just to jog my memory. And then, of course, the Ryan Reynolds because he's shirtless. And um, <laughs> our fellow occasional panelist, MJ, pointed that out last night. Like, oh, that's the only one I've seen because, you know, I mean, he's topless. I was like, that's a valid point. You have to have your priorities.
2: I totally get this. <laughs>
1: you know, it's contractual <laughs> obligations.
2: We all have to have our candies. Yes. <laughs> And he does look very good shirtless. Yes, yes. So Susie, who is a true crime buff. I, I am so sorry. I know. I don't know. My brain is dead this morning. I apologize. <laughs> so what do you think, Susie, about the true crime aspects to this? True crime is always interesting.
0: There's always like some different like angle and stuff you would explore. And there definitely is also in the, the DeFail murders. Just thinking of. Like maybe at the time going, what influenced this man to want to unalive his entire family? Or like what's what's inside reason? And it's it's like with the Amityville house, it is very much a case of you get your true crime, <laughs> you get your horror, your perceived horror, by the way. But yeah, and eventually that just kind of makes its way into everything. I know the town wants to forget about it and just let us live is kind of their, their zoop du jour, their, their kind of whole philosophy. And I agree. Like, if, if a whole community of people and a whole group of people who actually live in the, in the place where this quote unquote happened, just, and they ask you, please stop coming. I think that was one of the main reasons why the homeowners of the, of the Amityville House decided to redecorate to make it harder for people to find. yeah, so among other things, but it's, yeah, it's like if I know guys, I like I said, I'm there with you. I love true crime and love horror, but if if they're just saying, "Please let this go, let's let it go. Let's have the movies and their fun campiness as they descend into madness. <laughs> Let's have that. Let's have Shirley Ryan Reynolds mm, with that beard. <laughs> Yummy. I don't know. There's such a stark difference between beards and mustaches. There really is. That is so there true. Really it's <laughs> so true. Like like mustache mm, sorry I might I pass. But beard
1: ooh. That's so true. Why nothing is that? It. Because it's an all or nothing thing. You have to be careful with mustaches because then you fall into the porn stash realm. Yes,
2: yes. Or the evil villain. (laughs) Or the
1: evil villain. Or Hitler. Like, mustaches get a little wacky. You have to be careful. If you're doing, like, Doc from Winona, like, Doc can rock a mustache. Like, that's fine. But there's. You gotta be real careful. It
0: takes a certain kind of person to rock a mustache. Not everyone can, yeah. unfortunately, but like almost everyone can rock a beard. Like, listen, if I could grow a beard, I would be. It would be luxurious <laughs> and decked out in all kind of fun things. And
1: zero offense to our mustached listeners, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> you <laughs> may <laughs> want to check yourself you know? and talk to some people and see if <laughs> you're in the porn stash realm like, or yeah, if yeah, you're if you in the acceptable three, realm
0: or. <laughs> yeah, or go into, like, the furthest realm of reality and just, like, make that mustache big and bushy and have it, like, curl out and be all fun. <laughs> Do fun shapes with it. Ooh, for spooky season, make it look like bat
2: wings. <laughs> I never thought we would. Uh, number one, I think this is the first time we've ever talked about Ryan Reynolds a lot on this <laughs> 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 At least the shirtless Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you need tips on how to have a good good beard men out there, go watch the remake of Amityville <laughs> just for that. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, oh, okay. Modeled after Ryan. Yep, Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get body issues because you see his body
1: though. Right? <laughs> Hello, body. Yeah, also, people chopping wood is like really... Mm. Yeah, there is something about that too. There's
0: something, there's something yep. fiery about it. Well, it's very man. So if you would also like to chop wood while with <laughs> a beard,
1: while topless, yeah. yeah, send videos. To it's a fandom <laughs> thing. Send me one. Oh, Find God. me on the I Twitter. Know what I would
0: <laughs> Slide into my DMs <laughs> with those
2: videos. I love a good wood hobby one. Okay, beat me here because you don't know what we're going to get now.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Slide into my DMs. Just drop some wood and send it to me.
1: You're just going to get pictures of logs.
0: Ooh. Yeah. The only kind of wood I'll <laughs> accept.
1: Oh, my gosh. This podcast took a turn. I know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry.
2: okay. <laughs> this is not where I thought this Amityville discussion would go to, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I, not like I have any room to talk with some stuff I've been talking about. Okay, so I do want to add with the true crime thing, too, that I didn't I don't know why I didn't put this on the outline, but we're going to be talking about The Conjuring next week. And of course, The Conjuring is all about Ed and Lorraine Warren, the biggest scam artists in the whole entire world. So there's a spoiler for you. And Ed and Lorraine Warren were involved with Amityville. And of course, they have that notorious. Didn't they take that video where you supposedly see the boy walking down? Have you ever watched that where you see the boy walking down the hallway or something like that? It is rather spooky, but i it's totally, you can tell it's like manipulated kind of. Yeah. Um, so I think Ed and Lorraine Warren also play a big part in this. And I just want to say that because whenever they show up to anything, always question it. <laughs> if they have anything to do with anything, question it. Um, read up on the real Ed and Lorraine. I love the Conjuring series. I love Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. I love the characters in that. The, that's not who Ed and Lorraine Warren were. So just research that as well. So if you ever come across a supposed true haunting and the biggest people talking about it are Ed and Lorraine Warren, or we're talking about it since they are both uh, they've both passed away. Question everything you possibly can about that and really do the research. That should be your biggest red
1: flag. I would argue for anything like that. Do your research. Well, yes, very like, true. <laughs> as a general rule of life, do your research.
2: <laughs> very true. When I was at the Colorado Festival of Horror, um, we we got a lot of stuff debunked for the Stanley Hotel. Like, there's a, like, and the people that were there that are part of the um, Colorado Paranormal Society, I believe that's I'm probably getting that wrong. Um, they are actually banned from the Stanley because they have. <laughs> they have unveiled all these scams that they are still doing or these not scams but like incorrect stories that they're doing to get people to you know buy into the ghostiness of it i'm still terrified of that place though i don't care
1: <laughs> I everybody's everything. got a gimmick everybody's yeah. got to make money off of something and i also love the stanley and i don't care they can debunk whatever they want the stanley's just a cool place <laughs> and uh i'm holding on to hope for that one
2: <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, and, and I did, you know, for some reason, what we were talking about also made me think of that hotel in um, Los Angeles. Um, What is the name of the hotel? That that actually, the fifth season of American Horror Story. Hotel Cecil? Yes, thank you. Cecil Yes, hotel? which had, has had a lot of murders, a lot of deaths, a lot of suicides, a lot of horrible tragedies, and there is a documentary on Netflix about one of those, and... That documentary really exposes how sometimes people who are so into true crime. who they can do really horrendous things. I think the people in that were, did some horrible things. And you've got with that one, you've got the added element of supernatural and true crime, you know, because like you've got that famous video where the woman who, who died is seen in an elevator and then out of the elevator talking to someone. And there's all this that you don't see and all this weird stuff. So, yeah, so that's that's another one for some reason that reminded me of this. But that's another one I think that documentary goes into how true crime sleuths can exploit
1: tragedies as well. So I had to quit watching that documentary for that very reason. Yeah, it was very upsetting. It was very yeah. upsetting. I only made it a couple so- episodes in and went, and we're done because you all suck.
2: Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very sad. It's a very sad story in general. OK, well, I want to get back to the film overall, minus the I mean, we have, this is going to be the most random episode everybody's gonna be <laughs> what are we even talking about. <laughs> um, So the performances, I've already said that James Brolin, I think James Brolin is so good in this movie, but I want to talk about the uh, all of the performances in general. I mean, there, you have kids, of course, too, in this. So what did you think of all the performances in this?
1: Um, I actually made a note that James Brolin nailed it. Like he was great. Mm-hmm. He really did a good job of showing like his mental decline and he started to look really disheveled. And like he was all in. You could see like he he nailed that. Um I think when it comes to kid actors, it's a little more hit or miss as to what you're going to get. I think that they were okay. Um, The parts that were more believable for them were like when he, unfortunately, when he was like screaming at them, you know, like do this, do that. And they go running or whatever. Yeah, he nailed it. Margot Kidder, however, I was like, what are you doing? What is happening? Like, I just couldn't. It felt forced and it felt very overacty. Like every time she's trying to call the stupid priest, not that priests are stupid, that was bad, but every time she's on the stupid <laughs> phone trying to call the priest, there we go. You know, she's like, Hello? Hello, hello, like screaming, like it just felt very overacted. Same with the other woman, and I can't remember her name where she's like, I'm sensitive to these things. And she came like, she didn't want to go in the house originally. And she was like, Nope, Nope. And then the next thing you see, she's like in the house going, I'm very sensitive. I'm just going to go down to the basement. Like everything's fine, you know, and the dog. And so it was just like, I felt that the women were very forced into the overacting and these like big giant long held screams, like attempting to be a scream queen, but not if that makes sense. Yeah. It just it felt I didn't like it. I liked him. He did amazing. And I just want to point out the fact that when everything went like super wacky and they were leaving the house I was really upset that you know they were leaving the dog and then she's like just drive just drive. And the kids are like no we need the dog. We need the dog. And she's like just drive. Like she's going to leave the dog and he stops and goes back for it. He's the one who's like the most traumatized in this possession kind of state and he stops to go rescue the dog and she's just like screw the dog we're out <laughs> that was the other note i had and done <laughs>
2: screw the dog we're out well i will say in her defense if you are trying to run from Al's that is trying to kill you i mean you know I, I i can see how maybe at that instant you'd be like if we go back we're gonna die and sorry dog but. And I'm, a, I'm the biggest dog lover out there. So,
1: but yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I would let the house eat me in an attempt to herd my cats and my dog out. Like the house would full on eat me while trying to rescue the furries.
2: Yeah, no, I, I'm sure I'd, I'd, I know me and I'd be the same thing. I'm just, saying, I'm just trying to put my, put myself in her shoes. <laughs> but yeah, Susie, did you like? these performances did you like margot kidder more than sasha did uh, yes like sasha said james james Brolin's
0: performance is really great it's really like the like seeing that descent into the madness is is really well like interestingly portrayed um i don't have as much of an issue with with uh, margot kidder i think it was pretty much not to besmirch her, but it was pretty like it, it was pretty just okay for me. Not it's not one of like my favorite performances. But I think it was it was good for for uh, of the time and also of what because also let's consider here maybe the director told her like oversell this. Be exaggerated. So it could be that it's no fault of her own, but it's it was pretty all right. Although I did I did sour to her. She said, "Leave the dog. No, no. Like Sasha, I, I too would sacrifice myself to the house if it meant my little <laughs> hellhound would live. Put that out there. Um, with the kids and every, yeah, like for me, kids is always like a really weird kind of subject because sometimes kid actors do a really good job, and sometimes, most times, often I feel like a disconnect with their performance and can't really." Kind of get into it, and like, and this is to no fault of their own. This is also probably just me, maybe not fully like understanding the complexities and getting really into their role. And that could be just me. But big props to all kid actors as well. Uh, But yeah, it's just. I think yeah, the standout performance from this movie is definitely Shadesborough for me, and the dog. Yeah, the dog. The The dog. I don't know the dog actor's name. (laughs) If anyone knows, tag me. But uh, just, just props to like the dog actors in in all movies, horror and otherwise. (laughs) You're you're such good dogs. I hope you get all the treats (laughs) and all the cuddles
2: and all the pets. This is the weirdest episode. I just want to say that. Um, Yeah, I, I mean. What I'm going to say in defense of Margot Kidder is this performance is very much of its time (laughs) to say this is kind of like the predecessor to uh, Shelley Duvall's performance in The Shining, which I think unfairly gets criticized all the time. I think Shelley Duvall is amazing in that movie. But I think people also criticize Shelley Duvall for the same kind of thing of like overacting and overselling it and stuff like that. And I do get that with, with the Margot Kidder thing, um, you know, but I, 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 I don't think it's as bad as everybody else does. I think she does a fairly good job. Uh, James Brolin, though, on that, I mean, this is his film. And honestly, though, it, it, does, it that's the thing with this story. I think you have to have a good George. You have to have someone who can play that well or this does not work. Like you can't have someone that goes too over the top with that or it doesn't work. And I think, you know, sometimes you might get that with other performers. So I think that's why James Brolin is so good. And that's why I think Ryan Reynolds is actually really good um, in the remake. So, yeah. and, And, you know, James Brolin is someone that I think another reason it works so well is James Brolin is not someone you would normally think of as playing someone who is like this, who kind of goes off the deep end. And thinks about killing his whole family, you wouldn't really think about that with him. At least I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, now of course people think of him more as um, you know, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> married do you know? Oh my gosh, Aaron. Oh, you know, you know who he's married to. You know, um Barbara Streisand. I was just gonna say purple finger snappy dude. Purple fingers. Well, no, he's married to Barbara Streisand, so I think a lot of people now think of him more in that 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 realm. Um, but yeah, he does an amazing job, and I think that is why when I was younger, that was one of the big reasons this scared me. And I do want to also point out The Babysitter, because I think that scene is famous when the babysitter gets locked in the closet and can't get out. And that was one of the scariest scenes to me when I first saw this, because it's terrifying to me, because nobody's helping her she doesn't know what to do she you know anything like that in a movie where there are people around and I, granted it's the kids so they couldn't really do anything but there's people around and someone's getting tortured or something horrible is happening to them and no one's helping them i think that is more terrifying than a lot of other things only because it speaks to how sometimes human beings aren't that great to each other i know that really wasn't the point of the scene but that's why it always gets to me uh, in in both versions. I think that's one of the scariest scenes in the whole thing. I think the kid actors are okay. I think the daughter is probably the better one. She's kind of creepy in a way, which I don't know if that was what they were trying to go for. Um, But yeah, yeah. So she's, she's okay. Okay. So we've already kind of talked about the Ryan Reynolds one a lot more than I thought we'd be talking about it. We already talked about, does this film hold up? We all don't think it does. Is there any other, are there any other sequels or remakes or anything else you want to mention?
1: I don't have anything. Like I said, I don't remember any of the other sequels. (laughs) It's really just the Ryan Reynolds one. And I do agree that he also, it's funny because I think the men really carry the films for these because it's, they're the ones that are kind of unraveling. Um, So, I mean, they both pretty much nailed it.
0: Susie. No, there isn't really. (laughs) No, this is what you waited for. No, there isn't really any any like memorable sequel. They're all just kind of like that B movie. Like it's a fun like kind of like if you just want to have a have an excuse to eat popcorn or have some candy and just like have some some white noise. And just turn off your brain for a moment. Just put on any one of the Amityville sequels. except for the Ryan Reynolds one. You want to tune in for that? But just everything else.
2: Just <laughs> it's just, just very much like all right, that's cool. I'm going to subtitle this the Ryan Reynolds <laughs> episode.
1: the wood chopping beard episode.
2: <laughs> yes, that that's better. That's better. Yes, the wood chopping beard episode. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I will point out, you know, it's funny, people who've shown up in these. I don't know if anyone saw the the sequel. I think it's the second one or maybe it's Amityville 3D. I don't know where um, Meg Ryan is in it. There's one with Meg Ryan in it as well. And there's, there's one where you realize in the basement, it's like actually the gates to hell and everything gets sucked up. And then the last thing you see is like a fly flying out of there or something like that, if I'm remembering correctly. There is another one that is actually all about, there have been a couple that are about DeFeo, Ronald DeFeo, and all the stuff leading up to that. Those are trash, in my opinion, (laughs) for a lot of the reasons we've talked about. I mean, they're all trash. I don't really think any of the sequels to these, except for the Ryan Reynolds remake, I actually kind of like that one, are worth your time, I will say. So, yeah, yeah. And this is the shortest episode we have done in forever. <laughs> and it's the most random thing ever.
1: I really like, let's be fair. Enough. If we removed our wood chopping and beard mustache conversation, this episode would be 25 minutes. I know. <laughs> it would basically be, do you like Amityville? Nope. Do you like Amityville? Nope. How'd you feel about it? Hated it. Done. I know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know.
2: It's so funny um it's weird because i'm almost like okay should we talk about something else but no it's kind of nice um yes yes okay so we're gonna close out this very short episode (laughs) for us at least so sasha do you do you want to i
1: i will give you my socials just please i'm sorry i just i apologize no i don't Do not slide into my DMs. I love you all. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at vegangeekchick. Awesome, Susie.
2: Do you want people to still
0: slide into your DMs? (laughs) Yes, but here's a warning to anyone who dares slide into my DMs with anything other than just like tree wood. (laughs) If it's any naughty bits, I will find your mother and send it to her and tell her, hey, correct this behavior. What is this? Just going to put that out there. I've done it before and I'll do it again. Anyway, you can find me at Twitter at Suzy underscore SC. And then there's another underscore for my Instagram, same name. And then you can find my dog on Instagram at Benny underscore Pelucita. That's B-E-N-N-I-E underscore
2: P-E-L-U-S-I-T-A. Awesome. Thank you. So much. And this is Aaron. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at E.AprilBeauty. Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Right now, it might be done by the time this drops. I am doing <laughs> really ridiculous thing here, but I am doing threads of every Finn Whitrock character from American Horror Story. Since I have, you know, ventured into that realm since you know that's my current obsession. So I'm watching all of those again. I don't know why, because also I'm being tortured by Ryan Murphy again. But I'm doing threads of all his characters. They've been fun. I did the first ones for Dandy Mott, which is, if you want to see a character that is the epitome of white male privilege, white rich male privilege and a man baby and who throws the biggest tantrums that a grown ass man ever can, that is the character for you. I think it's his best performance. He got Emmy nominations. I think it is one of the most reprehensible characters to ever grace American Horror Story. (laughs) But he's fun to watch because the way he delivers some of his lines, like my favorite is, babies are the most boring thing there is. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Susie? (laughs) Susie and I agree on that
0: one. Yeah, I mean... They look cute, but, like, (laughs) what else are you going to do, man? Exactly. Exactly.
2: So, yeah. Like, no offense to babies. (laughs) Yeah, no offense to babies. But I laughed so hard at that line. Anyway, so I'm doing all of those, and I'm also doing it in an attempt (laughs) to hopefully do a bed, wed, or behead episode on some of these characters. So by this time, maybe all of them will be out there because there's only five or six characters that he's done like five characters that he's done so it'll probably be done by this time but that's been a lot of fun um and then be sure to like us on facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on twitter at fandom thing pod no it's in that one on instagram it's a fandom thing pod if you would like to send us very pg videos of you chopping wood
1: I'll take pg-13 because that means they can have a shirt off That, that okay okay pg-13 yes
2: yes within reason <laughs> you can email us that it's a fandom thing at gmail.com i am very scared now okay <laughs> and since this is dropping wednesday if you're listening to this in the morning tonight is night six, <laughs> Sorry, it's six or seven of our horror trivia horror comedy so that should be a lot of fun. It's going to be um, MJ and Meg are going to be on that one. So that will be a blast. I've been loving doing these. Um, it it's feels like it just keeps going and going, but I've been <laughs> having fun. And then also tomorrow night, remember, join me, Jen, my podcast, Brain Twin from my streaming bubble, Susie, and sometimes Erin Amos. Hopefully she will be on. Sometimes she's not able to, but she was on last week. For the first episode of part two of American Horror Story double feature, like I said, I can't get away from Ryan Murphy, and this one is all about aliens. And I just want to say, what the ever living fuck is going on in this show? (laughs) I just, I mean, Ryan Murphy must have been reading a lot of fanfic because and he listened to our episode because he has incorporated tentacle sex into this and male pregnancy. This is just the first episode. So I don't know what is going on, but everybody's getting a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan
0: Murphy has turned into Oprah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, But it's been a lot of fun tweeting about this stuff because like I said, this makes it so much more palatable. But that's at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, so that is 7 Pacific, 9 Central, and 10 Eastern, and they're just a lot of fun. And then on our next episode, I think that episode is going to be a lot longer than this one. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the very first horror movie I ever saw, Poltergeist. And I have a lot more positive things to say about this movie. And I hope my panelists do too. Sasha and Susie are returning. And then Carla is going to be on that one as well. So I'm really, really excited for that one. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.
1: Plus.